When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. They've got a week five offer. Every <laughs> football fan should jump on. New customers that use the code PHNX to sign up can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point, which is pretty much a guarantee. So were you laughing because of the sirens yeah, outside? Yeah, I was like, man, are they going to help the 49ers or what right now? Because actually, both teams actually, probably, need, uh, uh, probably yes. need the ambulance right around. Out, yeah, every player brutal. that was on the field today, I feel like, got banged up in some Oof. way. Uh, but 5-0 and is 5-0. and Cardinals come away with a 17-10 to win. And, uh, man, it, it was an ugly one, but great teams have to win ugly sometimes. And I guess where I would want to start off is giving credit to the Cardinals' defense. They had a shutout going into late into the third quarter, uh, only allowed one touchdown, and yeah. – um, they were banged up to start this game. They were out two corners and had Isaiah Simmons out for much of the game as well. It was, I mean, it was, a, it's a division game, you know, like Johnny and, and Shane and I talked about on the tailgate this morning, like with division games, you basically have to throw everything out the window because you just know it's going to be just an absolute bloodbath every single week. It's very rare that you have a blowout. And I know the, the, the favor, the, the odds were, I think uh, Arizona was five and a half, but Hey, at the end of the day, at the end of the game, I should say, the Cardinals handled business. They did exactly what they needed to do. It wasn't pretty by any stretch of the imagination. But 5-0 and for the first time as, as a Cardinals organization in Arizona is saying something about this franchise. So you got to be happy about that. I think it's something they hadn't done it since the 1970s, and they haven't started a season off 5-0 and since they've been here in Arizona. They haven't so done 100%. it since before I was born, which is a long time ago. Wow, yeah, what? Yeah. That is, uh, that's yeah. historic right yeah. there. I've never seen it in my <laughs> lifetime if that says anything. <laughs> he, all right. You know, and I think <laughs> there's, there's something to be said for being able to lean on the fact that you know you can fight past adversity. I mean, this was a tough game for Kyler, too, because uh, – he was he was not able to have his way in in on the ground in the air he was uh you know getting pressured the whole time uh he dealt with some sort of shoulder arm rib something injury uh and fought past it absolutely i, I don't know what was going on with kyler obviously we hope for the best when it comes to his health uh it, i and i just said it you know that that ball in the fourth quarter to deandre hopkins Mark Sanchez, who, by the way, should never call a game again, um, 
he he had mentioned it that that ball came out and it didn't look like it had the zip or or the the speed that Kyler usually puts on a ball. But then the very next play, he throws a bullet in the corner to D Hop across the field, and I'm like, well, maybe it's something he can power through. So. Uh, obviously, they were looking at his arm. It could be – it's somewhere, obviously, in, in that vicinity. I think he's going to be okay. I hope he's going to be okay. Sometimes you just get fatigue in your arms. Um, you know, and I, I mentioned it. I'm not a, a superstar athlete by any stretch of imagination, but I have thrown the ball a little too hard or too many times, you know, just either playing catch or, or whatever, and you get like a little bit of a dead arm. You get like maybe a stinger, it feels like, um, to where you, you have to, you know, kind of wiggle things out and – um, you can still put enough on the ball, but um, you really have to think more about the technique and and the power behind you throwing a ball instead of just letting it fly. So hopefully it's it's that kind of situation and he'll be okay. But uh, hey, at the end of the day, the Cardinals' offense found a way to give their defense the cushion necessary to win this ball game. Um, the last two drives they had, they took care of business, especially running out the clock and running the ball, which they weren't really effective doing. The entire game up until that fourth, that last drive, in my opinion. Um, so I, I'm just happy they got the job done. Yeah, there were times where I, it was frustrating to watch because the Niners were controlling the time of possession, and you could tell the Cardinals' defense uh, was suffering a little bit because of it. But you know, the both sides of the ball was give and take from both of them, which is, um, I guess, even a, even a better sign that that both of them, both sides of the ball, did what they needed to do. Uh, wasn't pretty on either side. And again, you know, my immediate reaction, although the offense did some great things and they, you know, they really won the game for them down the stretch. DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray uh, did some fantastic things in the final minutes. But the defense, man, I I was a little bit I, I knew the, the Cardinals run defense struggled through the first four weeks. So that was a concern. But as long as we knew that as long as they could do their job, their injuries in the secondary weren't going to mean as much. But the fact that they were able to do what they were able to do without Byron Murphy, without Marco Wilson, and again, without Isaiah Simmons for much of the game, uh, which was a fantastic stop by him on the goal line, but also scary. Yeah. Uh, I think he went into the uh, into the tent or the locker room to be um, looked at for a potential concussion. He ended up returning, which was great to see. Um, but what the Cardinals defense was able to do you have to give them credit for it. Absolutely, absolutely. Leah, uh, can you bring up that last comment that you had up there about the the flex? Uh, Cardinals Browns game might get flexed to Sunday Night Football. I don't know if they can do it this this early, uh, but that would be great to see because the Browns apparently are scoring juggernaut as we saw against the Chargers. But going back to your point, yes, uh, I think you know it, as much as we want to talk about the defense, and as much as I am going to bring up Cliff Kingsbury at the end of the first half, and really. Um, the very first possession of the game, calling a timeout. I think equal blame has to go to Kyle Shanahan and how he, in my estimation, he mismanaged the game for them as well. They had a couple opportunities to get some field goals, and that changes the game. Like, they're, they're, they are in field goal range um, on that last drive, and they went for it all, several times on fourth and short and didn't make it several times. I think they on went for it on fourth down like four times and converted once, I believe. Yeah. yeah. And so the analytics um, are trash in that regard because uh, the Cardinals more than held their own. You had Isaiah Simmons, obviously the goal line stop. You had Zach Allen stopping use check on a quarterback sneak. You had a deflected pass by JJ Watt on fourth and four. Uh, the Cardinals more than held their own against this 49ers team. 
but that's that's how Kyle Shanahan manages the game, and uh, that's where the defense came up. The defense won this game it, without. I I understand Trey Lance is a rookie, but rookies, as I said earlier this morning, have just had a propensity to really hurt the Cardinals for whatever reason. I don't get it. I don't understand it. They haunted them last year. They do. They. I mean, and over the course of 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 the last ten to fifteen years, really. Uh, we brought, brought up several names this morning. So, again, the Cardinals found a way to win. That's what good teams do. It's not always pretty. Uh, there was a lot of games today that if you thought it was a sure lock, I mean, it was it was absolutely not. You know, that Packers-Bengals game was crazy. Uh, the Titans struggled with the Jags for a large part of, that, part of that game. And if it weren't for Urban Meyer doing Urban Meyer things, I think uh, <laughs> the, the outcome – would have been largely uh, the same or different. Uh, so there was just a lot of things going on, uh, and and you can never take any team for granted in the National Football League because every team is solid. We went back and forth on it a little bit. At first we thought maybe Zach Allen would be our DraftKings uh, king of the game. He had a couple of big stops. He had a sack. He had a tremendous sack dance. We love to see his moves, but – Ultimately, <laughs> ultimately, ultimately, we landed on J.J. Watt. Uh, he was all over the field wreaking havoc on the rookie quarterback, Trey Lance. He had three total tackles, two tackles for loss, and three quarterback hits. J.J. Watt, he has not gotten a sack yet for the Arizona Cardinals, but honestly, that doesn't begin to tell the whole story of what he's meant to this team and what he's been able to do. Uh, he's uh, against the run, specifically. He is has been very, very good this season. He's, again, sometimes when you're talking about stats and output, that's why it's a team game. You have to rely on your other teammates to play fundamentally sound football. And sometimes when you're not in your gap, then that that leaves you exposed. J.J. Watt, for a large part of the season, has never, ever been out of his gap, has not been outside of his responsibilities. He's done everything the team has asked him to do, and created avenues for everybody else to make plays. Now, whether they've been making plays or not, obviously through the course of the season, especially in the run game, is a different story. But J.J. Watt has done his job. He has absolutely done his job, and the stats won't reflect it. It's much like the small intangibles that you need to win games. You know, in basketball, they would say like loose balls and uh, you know effort plays, right? J.J. Watt prov- provides those effort plays because he's so damn good interior-wise. And they don't even have a true nose tackle, really, that that's a bona fide nose tackle, I should say, and to help him out. And I think if they make a trade to get that in the fold, it's just gonna it's gonna open up JJ to actually show everybody like how dominant he was. He was very close on a couple occasions of getting his first sack as an so Arizona Cardinals. Close. So close. But again, if JJ's not there, Zach Allen doesn't have the production that he has. If JJ's not there, Isaiah Simmons doesn't get the free shot off the off the edge to disrupt Trey Lance on, on his throwing. So it's just, uh, you know, him being there creates other opportunities for everybody else. And if there's one person that's probably the most excited for Zach Allen. It was Mark Sanchez. Because <laughs> because if J.J. Watt is the Steve with. Nash of the defensive <laughs> line, then Amari Stoudemire would be Isaiah Simmons. Well, I was going to say, yeah, okay, I'll get to that in one second. Let me let me finish my thought. We might as well just vent about that while we're here. Uh, but it would be it would be J.J. Watt because J.J. Watt is Zach Allen's number one fan, and he's really taken him under his wing. And I can't imagine how excited that he that he is currently. They look 
almost identical. They do out look. There. I know. When, when somebody makes a tackle, I'm like, I have to look for a little bit. Like, oh, oh, okay, that's Zach Allen because it looks just like JJ. I know. So our DraftKings King of the Game, JJ Watts. Remember, you can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now using the code PHNX, and you're going to get $100 in free bets if either team scores a point on that game. As always, 21 and over, Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And I also want to tell you guys about the members-only promo we have going on, 20% off all of our PHNX T-shirts. We always tell you about our Cardinals tees, our Suns tees, ASU, U of A, all of our team themed t-shirts but we've got some awesome phnx t-shirts as well for you 20 percent off for our members but you don't have to be a member to buy it phnxlocker.com anybody can log on and snag a t-shirt those things have uh, a lot of people have been posting these t-shirts online which has been great we we love to see that that kind of uh you know you're excited about your gear and you should be like we we, we love to have you as part of the family um, and that's why a lot of us will jump in and, and say, hey, thank you for, for doing what you do and, and supporting us. And it's it's been awesome to see. So obviously we're celebrating right now, but you did bring up a little bit of like a trigger. So there was two things that – there was three things that really ticked me off the today. The King commercials. The Burger one. King commercials. <laughs> Dear goodness gracious Lord. <laughs> oh, that's a lot to unwrap right there. <laughs> <laughs> just made that one up specifically Goodness to describe the Burger Lord. King commercials and what yes. they do to me. Um, can't stand them. They're super annoying and they're now triggering for me. Uh, Mark Sanchez. And I hate, I, I consider, I mean, he's like a former athlete. I now, you know, he's a media member and I hate to like criticize other media members, but um, do better, do better. <laughs> Please do better. We were counting and we were counting the amount of, it started out as non-football analogies that were used, but then we were like, just any analogy that doesn't pertain to this game. And I think I lost count at like 10. Yeah. It was just, there was random stuff. And then, oh, and then the third one was the amount of Trey Lance parents cutaways oh, that we I, I, I'm not going to bag on the parents because it's not their fault that the camera crew was oh, absolutely, no, it's not their obsessed, fault. absolutely obsessed with Trey Lance's parents. Like every single, like Trey Lance would go to the locker room and they would cut to the to the parents like dude like he's not even on the field right now why are we doing this and i love like i love seeing the parents hearing from the parents like i think that's a totally fun angle but it was excessive it was it was a little too try hard yeah for me you know what i, I mean agree. like I, i've seen other other outlets do that but they do it sparingly uh in key moments or big plays but not every single down, like Trey Lance runs for three yards, cut to the parents, and then they come back. I'm like, oh, my gosh, enough with this, all right? <laughs> Just cut to them when it's absolutely necessary. They only scored one touchdown today. <laughs> Chill with it. Chill. Yeah. Um, and I would be saying that if I was his parent. Like, if I was his dad, I'm like, dude, get that camera off I of would be tagged. Right Let us have a moment, you yes. know? Jeez. Ooh, yeah. Um, while we're talking about some negative things, the most unfortunate things to come out of this game: Rodney Hudson, yep. Max Williams, which yep. was which was horrible. I don't, uh, I didn't. It was really sad. You know what that means when a guy gets carted off and the entire team, you know, comes and lays their hand on him, and you said, you know, you could see it in his face, and that sucks. Yeah, no, it was uh, Max Williams going out. I mean, it hurt us. We were here, and we're I like, Jesus, I feel like crying right now. You know, it's, um, you know, and then Alex. Uh, the real question is, what are you going to do at tight end? Now that Max is most likely done, I don't know. Um, you know, they have a couple options right now in the fold, but 
if you're looking, the tight end was becoming a valuable part of this offense. And if you don't feel like you have something to replace Max Williams, then now is going to be a time where you're forced to do something about this. Uh, again, I can't remember a team in recent history who has two kind of glaring weaknesses, despite the fact that they are 5-0, and that might actually be very active during the trade deadline. I just feel like something's going to be up Kime's sleeve. It is Kime time. That used to be a phrase back in the day, especially during the Palmer era when things were going really well. And then people kind of stepped away from that because things weren't going so hot the last couple of years. But it is Kime's time right now to make a move and re-solidify this offense because they're going to need uh, a tight end because that that opens everything up. It's it's It really did. Max was coming, uh, coming along so well. And, oh, man, I just – that hurt my soul to see him go down like that because you just know. When you see the, an injury yeah. like that, you just know. That ain't good. Yeah. Uh, he was also injured for much of last year too. So it's just like he's a, he, like he's a great character, great locker room guy. He was a great player. He's having a breakout year. So you hate to see that. The Cardinals really – they're, they're going to have to make a move to get another tight end. And um, – Rodney Hudson as well. He didn't, and he didn't ever come back into the game, right? He didn't come back into the game. Um, he, he looked like he was holding his shoulder. Um, I don't know if it. I think know, it was rib. I think what I what I saw was a rib was, injury. Was, was yeah, rib, yeah. So um, we'll we'll see what happens with Rodney Hudson. Uh, they don't have a bye coming up anytime soon. So it, it's you know it's you're gonna have to piece things together and, and hope you can make it work. My my main my main worry, and, and I don't mean to downplay everybody else's. Um, just making sure that Kyler's arm is okay, because without Kyler, none of the other things matter. <laughs> like, and I don't, I don't mean to sound like that, but it's true. If you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a chance in the NFL. And uh, if you think Colt McCoy is going to take you to the Super Bowl, mm, <laughs> well, I would say it definitely starts with Kyler. But Rodney Hudson is like, if you were to, if you were to pinpoint one person that single handedly changed the Cardinals offense this year I would say it was Rodney Hudson I you don't get you don't get the production that you've gotten so far through five weeks without Rodney Hudson. without a doubt without a doubt you know because we knew what Kyler could do and because of Rodney's ability to come in and and hold hold the line uh, longer um, because of his changes in protection and things of that nature it's given Kyler a little bit more time in the pocket you can see his comfort level and you can see that that went away in the second half when when Hudson came out Kyler wasn't as comfortable in that pocket as he had been all season. So that definitely makes a big impact, and we'll see where they go from here. So I did see a lot of comments on Twitter uh, after uh, Williams went down about uh, Colin Larry. <laughs> Fans want Larry. If you think if you think Larry Fitzgerald – look at look, look right here. If you think Larry Fitzgerald is coming back to play tight end for the Arizona Cardinals – that ain't happening. He's not coming back as a wide receiver. And if he does come back as a wide receiver, good. I just don't see it right now. I just don't think Larry's coming back. I, I really don't. I in my in my heart and soul, as much as I would love for him to come back, I don't think it's happening. If happening. if Tim Tebow can go from quarterback oh to baseball God. player to tight end, <laughs> now he did he's obviously he didn't make it, but it's crazier things have happened. Is what I'm is what I'm getting at. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, like, I like that mention right there by by Alex Ertz. What about Zach Ertz? Uh, unfortunately, the Eagles are winning again. They pulled one out today against Carolina, and the longer you win, the the more you think you have a chance. So 
I don't know. It's it, I don't know much about the the salary cap in terms of what players would be available for what moves, but I'm sure they'll figure it out here soon. Super solid tight ends are hard to find. Well, yeah, yeah. There's only a few of them. Yeah, and nobody wants to give them up. That's for sure. So another thing we we didn't really touch on, touch on was the uh, the for the end of the first half. How that the how it was all managed the oh, the hurricane as they called it the hurricane field goal the where they rage. ran Prater on the missed rage. the sixty one yard yard sixty foot yarder uh sixty one foot yarder sixty one sixty one yarder what is happening here <laughs> Jesus sixty oh what is happening foot yarder what in the world <laughs> that's a hundred and eighty foot footer oh is my what it is. god <laughs> uh yeah no I like silently raged about this. Um, because it started in the first drive of the game. You get a play um, to, to Rondell Moore, and he's out at the one. The fact that you had to call a timeout on first and goal from the one, like, dude, get up there and run a play. It's not that hard. It's first and goal from the one. They had to waste a timeout. Then you fast forward to the end of the first half, and they had an opportunity. They were driving. And two things bothered me about that drive. Number one, they were taking way too long to get plays going. They were just kind of standing around, running the clock, not trying to get closer for a field goal. I did not understand what the methodology was behind that. If you're worried about giving the ball back to the 49ers and Trey Lance, then we have a whole set of other issues that shouldn't have been on your radar. Just focus on you and getting some points before half. They didn't. They ran out the clock. Then they shoved in the field goal unit and missed a – a 61-yard field goal. Foot yarder. Yeah, 61-yard <laughs> field goal. Uh, Matt Prater, props to him for even getting out there and getting it done in time. But, man, that was just a shit show. I hate I hate to see your offense even being put in that position. Yeah. As soon as the, the field goal unit was just running out there and rushing, I'm like, this isn't this isn't gonna be good. I don't I don't think anybody really blamed Prater for not making that field goal, no. but like no. uh, I did I I hated to see that as well. But you mentioned Rondale Moore. And I want to see more and more. <laughs> you were playing a song. I was the Britney Spears song. Give me, give me more. Give me more. Give me more. Yeah, I love Rondell. He had um, the catch of the year today. He, man, that was a phenomenal catch on the sideline. I thought he should have uh, gotten the ball a little bit more in space, especially on the on the edges. They they got him in the run game a little bit. They uh, they tried to give him the ball a lot more today in a concentrated effort. I would like to see a few more plays for him. And again, I, this might be a Kyler thing because of his arm, but hey, we got to take a couple shots down the field. And I think Rondell Moore should be within that game plan going down the field. So Leah's laughing. Is there a comment? <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's on Saul. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. As true, soon as the Niners true. did that, I was like, Cardinals, you, you better just end this now. That is just disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no. that's karma coming back to get you. Also, what comes back to get you is if you don't use the right clippers. Ah, see, oh. manscaped right there. I knew I was going to get in because I'm the one that's going to have to say this. <laughs> uh, listen, the cards barely won today. You could say they escaped by the hair of their chinny chin chin. If you want to get rid of the hair on your other chinny chin chin, I'm impressed. Uh, you should go to manscaped dot com right now so you can get 20 percent off of free shipping plus free shipping with the code phnx at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off plus free shipping with the code phnx at manscaped.com uh it's halloween 
I could go on and on about Halloweenies and other Let's you know not. fun bags and pumpkin, hairy pumpkins Let's or whatever. Not. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to say, hey, listen, as a, as a man that uses the product, and I know women like the product too because uh, my significant other likes to use her lawnmower 4.0. She says it's better than most of the female clippers out there, and it's waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. You ha- It has a light. And it's just it's easy to use, and it won't cut you up. It it has a you know a nick a nick proof guard on there to to make it a little bit easier for you to to take care of your area. So manscaped.com, use promo code PHNX and you'll get twenty percent off plus free shipping. All right, let's have a little bit of fun here. Uh, <laughs> and go. And cut, and we're moving. All right, uh, let's take a look at some of the headlines that you guys created before the game even started. And Simmons single-handedly destroys San Francisco rookie and Niners. Uh, well, close. he had a good game. Close. Yeah. I mean, close. I mean, listen, he blew up Trey Lance at the one-yard line and, and then proceeded to blow himself up because he had to come out and go into concussion protocol for a short time. But he came back and he was all over the field. He had a very good game, I thought, and he applied a lot of pressure to Trey Lance even in the backfield. He was credited uh, in part, was credited with half a sack today, uh, and then had that had a few phenomenal stops. Got to the quarterback. I would say that his hit on on Trey Lance was a was a tone setter. Yeah, I mean that that was a big time play, and I was calling for a goal line stand. I didn't know if they were going to go for it on fourth down or not, but I was calling for it when when they got into the red zone, and um, that got me fired up. I yeah I mean I, we were both fired up sitting here and whew, man I, I wish he wouldn't have got hurt but it is what it is and again you're right it was a tone setter the Cardinals defense held their own all game long only giving up ten points uh, sometimes put, being put in bad positions because of their offense they held their own they're the reason why they won this game all right what what other headlines we got. That's all you have to say, uh, I'm There's sorry, a light yeah. a in front of my face. For, <laughs> a trade day for K1 as he throws for three t- touchdowns and the Cardinals win. Ooh. That did not happen. No, not we all close. we all did think it was going to be a bit of a shootout, and we're all shocked that the game played out the way that it played out. Um, it was more of a defensive battle. None of the games against San Francisco ever feel like it's they're going to be a shootout, though. You know, um, it, it's it, they're just rough. They're just rough every single time. They just feel like they're rough, as opposed to like Seattle. Because they they like to throw the ball and, and Russell Wilson kind of gets things going and that always feels like it's going to be a shootout even though that's that's a like I don't know if this is even a word but a bloodbathy shootout okay <laughs> that makes sense. it is now <laughs> you know what I mean so uh, and maybe we were con but we do have do we have one more and we have two more I think two more yeah. all right we got Johnny too oh we've got Johnny we've he's got what, Johnny. why didn't anybody say anything Let's to see, me I'm telling you right now Pearson. <laughs> <laughs> well, Johnny is well here. shoot. Let's hurry. We want to do ahead. one. Let's do yeah, one let's more. Cut the and headlines. Then we'll... Let's go straight to oh, okay. Johnny. There we go. I was buying. Uh-oh. Hey, can you hey, hear me? Hey, right? What's going on, Johnny? You got me. Can you hear me? Okay. Oh yeah, we got you. All right. What's going on, Johnny? What was said? We got any injury updates? Probably not. But what was said? No, nothing in terms of what's going on with Max Williams. Although that seems like worst case scenario. Rodney Hudson has a rib injury right now. He is uh, week to week. So this is their second consecutive rib injury, if you remember last week. So nothing notable on the injury front. 
Uh, it was good to see Isaiah Simmons get back out there in the second half after the concussion scare. But, you know, right now this is by far the most physical game that they played all season. This was a game that we really hadn't seen them compete in and win like this. And specifically on the defensive side of the ball, having four stops on fourth downs, head coach Cliff Kingsbury said he had not remembered seeing that in a college or pro game. Uh, I certainly have not remembered seeing a performance like that. So, you know, Vance Joseph kind of with sticks and glue in that back seven, uh, a couple uh, backup cornerbacks really got the job done today. I thought the Arizona defense after the first quarter really settled down and played good football. Well, you might not have seen it because most co- coaches aren't going to continue to go for it on fourth down that often. <laughs> but well, San, San Francisco was missing their kicker. They Robbie Gold's out, so they were in a position where, you know, they tried to field goal late, and that, and that kid looked pretty good uh, making it to cut it to a seven-point game. But you're right, Cheerson. I mean, they were in a position where they went for it a lot on fourth down, and I thought Kyle Shanahan, the creativity wasn't there that we had seen different parts of the game. I thought they got ultra-conservative, that being San Francisco, when attempting to convert a lot of those fourth downs. Uh, because, I mean, the Cardinals were selling out for the run. They were selling out for the QB keeps and the fullback dives. And, I mean, I saw it on display here today. I'd be anxious to get your opinion. You know, I asked Cliff Kingsbury about Xavier Collins and the impact he had playing more snaps today. It was evident. He is a physical player that they absolutely needed to win this game. He was all over the place. I'm anxious to see the advanced metrics, but... I don't think they win this game without number 25. Hey, I will say this, Johnny. Uh, you know, we talk about improvement from week to week. I will say you have improved significantly because your your setup right now is sexy as hell compared, compared, compared to week two where all we saw was hey. your nostrils. So uh, we're, congrats we're to you. PHNX, man. We're, we're, <laughs> we're a work in progress. We're trying to deliver the best quality. You Johnny, get a mulligan, right? I, I also... I also knew that I could count on you to bring up Zayvon Collins. How excited were you to be able to be there in person to watch him play today? I was super excited. <laughs> I was excited when the when the pregame started and they were starting three inside linebackers, Collins, Simmons, and Jordan Hicks. And really, Isaiah played edge. He played slot corner. He played safety. Uh, he, he had the biggest play of the game, in, in my opinion, with that momentum shift on the goal line. You think about that non-touchdown that he prevented – with Trey Lance. They score there. It's a completely different game throughout the next three quarters. He laid a hit on uh, Trey Lance. Trey Lance inexplicably didn't hold the ball over the goal line. I thought he was concussed. He came back in the second half. The Cardinals' investments on their front seven, Collins, Watt, Simmons, right, all those guys, Zach Allen, that's what paid dividends today. You know, the offense was out of sync. Kyler probably admittedly didn't play his best game. This was a game where it showed probably a lot of the skeptics still out there nationally that, hey, the Cardinals can get down and dirty even without Byron Murphy. Are you concerned about Kyler's arm? Have you heard anything about that at all? It didn't look like, you know, he was getting some work done on his on his shoulder or his arm uh, yeah. during one of the time or one of the, the times when the offense was off the field. Uh, it didn't look like he had quite the zip on the ball until the very last throw to DeAndre Hopkins on the on the far side for a touchdown. Did you see anything in person that would give you any, you know, raise any bells? No. I mean, he got hit a lot. Uh, and part of that was on the protection. But I would say he had opportunities to step up in the pocket and give the 49ers credit. 
they prevented him from scrambling outside. There were not big plays in the run game for Kyler today until late. Do you remember, Kyler had that QB run late. I don't think they try that if he's compromised at all. Uh, we were all pretty surprised when it showed that he was kind of working out some kinks. I think a lot will be known tomorrow into Tuesday. Maybe it stiffens up a little bit. I thought he looked okay. He's going to speak to the media here momentarily. Buda Baker's talking now. But in my opinion, he looked fine. But, I mean, we saw last year's Seattle Thursday night game. Uh, he was banged up and wasn't quite the same. I, I don't think it's quite that to that degree. I don't think Cliff's trying to QB run late in the game when Kyler's compromised. So, as far as his overall pay, play today, I mean, the 49er front seven is borderline elite. They've got Armstead and Bosa. Bosa was fantastic today. Gave DJ Humphreys all he could handle. Handle Fred Warner, Javon Kinlaw. That's their strength. Their strength on both sides of the ball, their line of scrimmage. And I, I just think that the Cardinals got enough opportunities, thanks to their defense, for their stars to shine. We saw that big completion to Hopkins and the eventual touchdown. To me, the story of this game really comes down to, I mean, J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones, the job that they did against the bookend tackles, Mike McGlitchie, and, of course, all-pro Trent Williams for San Francisco, they got abused today. They're the biggest reasons I think the Cardinals are walking out of here 5-0. and It's not going to show up on the stat sheet. I don't think either one of them had a sack. But the amount of holds, the penalties that they induced, the holding calls, uh, this was the J.J. Watt game that I think everybody's been waiting for. He's willing the crowd on. He and Chandler Jones were a huge problem for Trey Lance, and that's inevitably why they got the W. Well, Johnny, you'd be happy to know that we both agree with you, and J.J. Watt was our oh. DraftKings king of the game. So there you go. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> so what? Hey, was... I know. Go ahead. No, Johnny, go ahead. Well, no, I know a lot of people have been dogging him because the sacks aren't there, and they paid him $22 million guaranteed. This is the kind of performance, if we talk about last December, when they got embarrassed 20-12 to 12 on national TV, didn't make the postseason as a result, Michael Bidwell went out and said, we got to get tougher. And he made an emphasis to go out and recruit J.J. Watt with, of course, Steve Kime and company, and it paid dividends today. They don't win this game without him, and they're not the, the physical football team that they are without number 99. So, heck of a performance. Absolutely. The Cardinals are 5-0 and for the first time in any of our lifetimes. So it was an ugly win. There were some injuries, but 5-0 is 5-0, and a division win is a division win. So what was kind of the tone in the, in the post-game media room like? Uh, same thing from both DeAndre Hopkins and Cliff Kingsbury. You don't apologize for wins in the NFL, especially when they're in the division. Yeah. They actually covered the spread. I put a stat out there that I had seen before a game. One in five against the spread is a home favorite. They covered. They won by seven. They were a five-and-a-half-point favorite. So I – it's always a good day when you pick up a victory against a team that a lot of people thought, national media and the sports books thought, we're going to contend for this division. It's laughable now what you see, the disparity in talent and specifically quarterback play. The Cardinals are just, in my opinion, and the Niners played admirably, they're on a different level. They don't have a Rondell Moore. They certainly don't have a Kyler Murray. I thought the back seven for the Cardinals defensively played really well, even without Byron Murphy. So I, I think this is a... It's kind of a little bit of a revenge tour for Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury now in back-to-back -back weeks conquers the demons of the two coaches in weeks 16 and 17 last year that put them on the street early, the postseason street, if you will. So I, if you're Cliff Kingsbury, you're playing with house money right now. I thought he called a, a pretty good game. He wasn't overly conservative. I liked the pass plays when they had to seal it late. That throw to DeAndre Hopkins where he sat. 
their football IQ is is off the charts. I thought a lot of the questionable penalties that went against them, I mean, they were they were phantom, they were throwaway. This officiating crew is marginal, if you ask me. So you you played at win, and of course in the division, that's cranked up to a hundred. And right now they're two and zero in the NFC West. Johnny, we appreciate it. Thanks, Johnny. Hey, we'll let you get back. Find out what more about Kyler. We just want to make sure Kyler's okay. Yeah. I can rush back. I'll go. I'll go see if I can get him. Spread. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> he did mention that the Cardinals covered the spread. If you didn't get in on the action this week, you can always download the DraftKings Sportsbook app using the code PHNX. They've got a promo for you. Uh, every single week, so you're going to get free money at this point if you use the code PHNX in place of bets. Um, so we encourage you to do that moving forward. Uh, so what's one, one word you would use to describe this win? Putting you on the spot. Taxing. Taxing. Yeah. It's just, you know, like even as a fan, we're watching this, and it's just you feel like you're going through a grind, like it's just a, you know, just a knockdown and drag them out kind of game, and uh, it, you know, after the game's over, it's it, you don't get that high. It's more like a relief. I agree. So yeah, I would say taxing. How about you? Yeah, I'm trying to think of one word to describe emotional roller coaster, and that word is not really coming to me. <laughs> but taxing uh, is kind of in that category. Fluttering, maybe. Volatile. I, to be honest, don't even know the definition of that. Topsy turvy is a word. Yes. <laughs> Topsy turvy. That's one word, right? I think it's hyphenated. It's not one that I have in my vocabulary that I pull out regularly, so well, I'll, I'll, I don't, I'm I can't sure. Remember the last time we used topsy turvy. Espo is usually the one with the older words. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love Espo. Like I give him so much shit. He gives me so much shit. That's why it works. So. Um. Yeah. So I think I think the tone is clear. Uh, it's great to be five and zero. It's great to be in this position. There were some. Some injuries and some glaring uh, improvements that need to be made moving forward. Um, so they're going to take this win and and regroup next week against the Browns. Really tough team in the in the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that that's that's a big time game next week. That's a huge game, you know. And, and hey, shout out to the Browns for for holding their own. I'm not sure if they held on today. Uh, I got I got to double check. I can actually check that right now. I'm sure somebody in the chat knows already, but um, double checking right oh, here. Oh no, did they lose? Did they lose? They lost 47 to 42. Mm-hmm. Holy smokes. Yeah, that was a shootout. Wow. Yeah. But still, the Browns, man, I wonder how many yards. Man, freaking, are you kidding me? Wow. Man. Anyway, so uh, the Browns, yeah, they might have lost. but Justin Herbert, 427 total yards, five total touchdowns. How many yards passing, though? Hold on. It's, like, I know, I it's a him, tweet. I, I'm like I reading this. under 283.5 for DraftKings. <laughs> so I need him. How many so yards a, passing? Yes. All right. Let me look up the box. Here we go. Quick. You got it? Passing 398 yards, you son of a man. The Browns hadn't given up more than – they've averaged 184 yards a game so far and then justin herbert comes in who i also like let's just talk for real if there's one quarterback out there because people love a new quarterback and people love you know uh, the next uh, big thing the next big thing if there's one quarterback out there that is in my opinion the biggest threat to kyler murray not getting mvp it would be one mr justin herbert uh because that guy is throwing the ball like crazy they've already beat the chiefs they just beat the browns uh they they were a solid solid team 
I like watching the Chargers play. And so, uh, yeah, so going up against the Browns next week, Ooh, it's it's going to be a, a stat be a for task. you. Yeah, go ahead. The Browns. So this is from ESPN Stats and Info. The Browns scored 42 points, had 532 yards with zero turnovers. They're the first team in NFL history, including the playoffs, to lose when having either 40 points and zero turnovers, or 40 points, 500 yards and zero turnovers. Oh wow! Gosh, <laughs> Cleveland going to Cleveland. The only people <sighs> that have it worse than Cleveland. Detroit, sorry, <laughs> Lions, man, I, man, I feel you, I feel you, I, I almost want to cry for you, man. You guys find new and different ways to lose ball games, man, and it hurts. It hurts just to watch. It's like, uh, but it's like a car crash. You can't help, but you got, you like, got to look just to see what happened. You know what I mean? It just. Uh. I would love to just have like a just an off the record sit down with Matthew Stafford and just add just oh, how. Man. How I'm does sure it feel to be out of there? Yeah. How does it feel after a day like today? Oh, man. Oh, so <laughs> brutal. So brutal. But, hey, uh, the Cardinals are 5-0. That's what that's what absolutely matters. They're going to go up to Cleveland. I don't know if they can flex. I don't think they can flex games uh, this early in the season. I think they wait until after, like, week 10. Uh, but if they can flex, flex hey, that, that would be really awesome to see the Browns versus the Cardinals on Sunday night football because I think that's a that's a matchup that deserves national attention because both teams I believe will be playoff teams and both teams I feel like are legit contenders. The Cleveland Browns are a legit contender. Now their defense didn't show it today, but before today they had shown that they're very good on the defensive side of the ball. So we'll see. We were talking about bandwagon fans uh, earlier in the week. It might have even been last week. And uh, one way to get – more fans, more eyeballs, do something on primetime, do something in Sunday night football game. Uh, the Cardinals, uh, yeah, I, I, I actually haven't really thought about that. I didn't know. I haven't paid attention to when flexing starts, but you're probably yeah. right on that. But it, Usually they hold it for like the last five, four or five uh, weeks of the season because they didn't want to have poor matchups of teams that were not going to make the playoffs on those flex uh, on those Sunday night games. That's why they created the flex, so that way they can put in, you know, playoff potential matchups, and uh, and so it's a little too early in the season for playoff potential matchups. But this, in my estimation, is is going to be a very very good game. So we'll cards see. are ready for prime time. Oh, absolutely, they've been ready for prime time. They should they should they should have more prime time games as it is. But you know. You know how that goes. <laughs> you gotta get you gotta you you also well, Cowboys, yes, and then the fact that everybody everybody loves LA this year, but you, you gotta the Cowboys get, have already played two primetime games this season. The Cardinals haven't even they played always one. Will. And the Cardinals smacked the shit out of the Cardinals or the Cowboys last year. Like, why are the Cardinals not there? Like, I don't understand that. Also, the Cardinals are playing in Dallas, and I have a feeling that will be one of those there flexes. January second, I'll be there. So will Johnny. I'm just putting there it out go. there into the universe. There you go. <laughs> Is there anything else that you would like to compliment or vent about or get out? No, Johnny was right about the three blind mice um, out there trying to throw flags everywhere. Um, the the referees were terrible. They were not very good. They weren't consistent. I don't know what the hell is a pass interference call versus what is an offensive pass interference call. Uh because Brandon Ayuk straight up ran over a defensive back and they threw a flag on the defensive back. So that that is what it is. Um, 
Man, 49ers fans travel because you could hear them in the in the in the stadium. That was loud. I was when I was driving in, I just like every it was just kind of like people walking into a bar, into a restaurant, at a bus stop. I saw like a ton of 49er fans. Yeah, I don't I don't understand it and I don't get it, but hey, it is what it is. I, some fan bases just travel very well. I'll I'll just leave it at that. And there's nothing you can do and about Arizona, it. And Arizona, I mean proximity to California is well, so anytime they play any teams that are that that are uh based in California is just because of proximity you're also you're always going to have them travel well, but then also, Arizona is this weird state that we all know. It's just like people people move in but that's from all over the change, place. Kirsten, that's what we're trying to change. We're trying to bring back fandom. I agree. Or, or actually, we're trying to institute fandom here in the Valley. You know that's how you do that? You Page win. Banks. That's that's right. We have a Valley full of winners right now. Like, we the Diamondbacks are done, so we don't have to talk about them for right now. The Cardinals undefeated. The Mercury are in the finals. The Suns just came off the finals. The Rattlers are doing what they do. The Phoenix Rising are doing what they do. ASU is 5-1 and one now, uh, and at the top of the Pac-12 South. We won't talk about Tucson right now. Uh, basketball season is coming, though. So, um, so I mean, hey, you know, it, it, this state is is in a good spot right now, probably the best spot they've been in in a couple years. So it's, uh, it's, it's nice to see. I it's agree. exciting. I agree. It's exciting. It's exciting to be somebody that gets to talk about sports here. Yay. <laughs> All right. I think we've talked about pretty much everything we could talk about in this one. Again, the Cardinals 5-0, 17-10 win over the 49ers. We'll see you tomorrow.